Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash. They lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell. Dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, John. Hey, I'm John. I play Lunaras, Elven Monk. And Shane. I'm Shane. I'm playing Alexander, the Human Bard Wizard. And Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia, the Human Rogue. And Blake. I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Eldritch Knight slash Wizard. And Adel is still not here with us this week, so I will definitely make sure to kill his character off that is no longer an idle threat. <laughs> Alright, so last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, you guys made it to uh, the second floor uh, under in uh, Mount Sunder of Bonebreaker's Tomb after fighting two helmed horrors um, who took... Uh, Alunados down. Um, as you were taking a long rest, you heard a loud roar and screeching coming from the depths below. Uh, after you opened the door the next morning, you felt a rush of heat as though thousands of years of trapped hot air um, down here had spilled out into the upper floor. Uh, as you moved down, you found some shimmering areas. Um, you walked through, uh, which were really strange because they were much warmer than the area around you. And you were also able to see what appeared to be landscapes of different places uh, while you were inside these areas. You continued on and fought some fireworms, uh, which you were able to dispatch pretty quickly using ice spells and uh, the decanter of endless water. Uh, you traveled uh, further through the tomb and ran into some fire elementals uh, that you were able to dispatch pretty quickly as well. So after fighting two of those, you find yourself in a large open area of this tomb. So what are we doing next? Uh, it looks like everyone's in pretty good condition. How about we just continue to the west? I agree completely. All right. So you're traveling out of this room to this um, large hallway uh, cut out of the stone to the west, uh, where you come to a junction. You can either go north or south. Stand by. Let me move some of these cats. Oh, All right. I thought you said you needed to move a cat. Yep. Um, so you're coming up on this hallway and it looks like a Lunados is walking out into it. And let Dexterity me save? Uh, no. Oh, that's a surprise. So you walk out into this hallway and you're going to see to your south uh, appears to be that 
molten uh, lava that had come up through the floor that you saw when you walked in to your south. Uh, and then just to the west of that, you're going to see what looks like another opening um, to another hallway. And then to your north, you are going to see another lava flow coming out of the floor. Um, but this one looks like um, it may be not as hot because it's covered over with some uh, black stone where it looks it's like it's cool. where the other one is fresh. Yes. This one just looks like it's not as hot and some stone is uh, reforming uh, where it's cooling down. And then behind that like about... There be another pass. Go ahead, Kevin. Um, to the north of that, you are going to see basically from floor to ceiling of this uh, opening um, stacked up crates and barrels and carts just looks like whatever wood they could find they plug this hole up with but uh, you can't see on the other side of it it's just barricaded with uh, junk and it looks like there's a passage to the west down here to the south <laughs> yes let me reveal some more of this so you look to the passage to the south and west and it looks like it opens up into another large room how about we save crossing lava for later yeah i don't know it might be as relaxing as a bath who knows yeah for you freaking red reptiles All right. so does it look like you're moving to the southwest is that right that's yep. my Okay, so you are going to enter this room to the southwest, and it appears to be um, larger than the one room that you came out of uh, to the northeast. It's a very high ceiling, probably about 30 feet, and you are going to see another magma pool to the west of this room that takes up about half the room. That is a... It looks like in the hallway over there where it's starting to cool down and some rocks reforming over the top of it, but there's still some steam escaping and it smells like sulfur down here. Leave it to half-orcs to dig a mine and get into magma and not get any diamonds out of it. Well, it doesn't look like there's much in this room. To the north? North it is. Okay, so as Alunidas um, walks up here towards the north, you're going to hear some steam escaping and it sounds like a scream and then a roar as two fire elementals come out of this uh, lava and I'm going to need everybody to roll initiative all right is everybody in yep yes indeed and our two high dexterity people are going last Woohoo! all right Alexander you're going to go first wow first uh, Ray of Frost hasn't failed me yet. I'm using on the fire elemental on top. I have critted. Bam. All right, let's do your uh, damage first. So eight damage normally, and then I roll an extra, uh, that times two, right? I just do yep. the same damage again. So it's going to be 20 damage. Wow. All right, so you do your little hand motion and say your uh, little... Um, verbal components and this ice goes flying through your hand and slams into this fire elemental and you hear it, the ice hiss as it hits it and let's uh, do the crit table um, roll me d20 12 
Uh, fleet of foot, you can quickly attack your opponent and can shift up to your movement even if you have already used your move action. If another creature is within your movement, you can take a basic melee attack on that creature's spellcasters can make a melee or cast a free cantrip. Let's go for a cantrip. Let's go Ray of Frost! Just keep chaining criticals, man. <laughs> it's gonna be on the top one again. And 11. Uh, that's gonna miss. Yeah, that's not about right. Pass. Alright, next up is Turin. He is going to run at that fire elemental that you just shot. And he is going to attack it with his long spear. Uh, it's a 14 that's going to hit for 9 damage. I don't know that I'd call it long. It's a good size. <laughs> and he is going to take... 5 points of flame damage as he plunges this spear into this elemental and flame erupts from uh, where he poked it and climbs up his spear and up his arm. And now he's going to take his second attack. It's a 26 uh, for 8 damage and he is going to take 1 point of fire damage. Alright, next up is the fire ele elemental that he just hit. It is going to reach out and touch somebody. Uh, that's a 14 that's going to miss. And a 20 that's going to hit. For 7 fire damage. Next up is Juliet. Juliet's going to pull out her... She's going to hesitate to pull out her halberd now that she's been given an adamantine glaive. And is going to pull that out instead and charge the nearest fire elemental. Attacking from a safe distance. And a critical failure. Good first roll. <laughs> Roll the chart. Do not drop your weapon in the end lava. That is a four. Uh, leave an opening. One enemy in melee range gets a opportunity attack, but it is currently not in your melee range. Dodged a bullet. That's it for Juliet. It's a great thing about reach weapons. All right. Yeah, fi really. <laughs> Fire Elemental 2 is going to... One, two, three, four. Five, six. It's going to charge out here to the floor, and it looks like it's going after Alexander. Uh, but that's as far as it can get. Uh, next up is Lunaras. Well, at least I can try and start flanking one of them. This is going to hurt. First attack is a nine. That's going to miss. Second is a 21. Uh, that'll hit. Six damage. And then a bonus strike for that uh, that's 19 to hit. Uh, that hits. For another 8 damage. And I'm going to take a lot of damage from fire, I think. Um, you are going to take 9 points of fire damage. As you punch this thing twice and the skin around the, uh, the knuckles of this animantine uh, um, knuckle set that you've got on uh, starts to blister. Alright, next up is Adel. Adel's going to see the, um, how you've moved behind it, and he's going to move up to flank. And he's going to attack twice with his bone breaker. His sword, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first one's a 12, and the second one's a 19. Um, so he's going to hit that for 12 damage. And he is going to take 3 points of fire damage for his trouble. All right, next up is Talia. All right, so I am going to 
um, just move up a little bit so that Adel's not in the way, and then I'm going to throw my daggers, or throw the one dagger, at, uh, fire, this fire elemental next to Adel. Um, that's a crit. I'm going to add sneak attack for 20 damage total, and a little crit table. One. <laughs> <laughs> That, that could be a good thing. Table. Uh, one, nothing. Crit damage is normal. Oh, sad day. Oh, um, crit damage. I need to do crit damage, unless it already has. It already did that for you. All right, perfect. Yay. All right, I'm guessing uh, you are not doing your bonus attack because you're trying to stay out of... Yeah, I'm trying to stay out of range, and I, I just threw the, uh, threw the dagger. Okay. Are you done, Talia? Yep, that is my turn. I pass. All right, Alexander, you're up. Yep, I'm a ray of frost in the fire. I'm until those two are flanking. Twelve. Uh, that's gonna miss. Pass. All right, next up is Turin. He's gonna keep poking this fire elemental that is still out here in the lava. Uh, that's twenty-five. That's gonna hit, and at twenty-two, that's gonna hit for a total of twenty-five damage. Uh, everybody, give me a perception check. Passive of 16, but we're in combat, so probably just the 8. Yeah, it would be an active. 12. And 8. And Shane got a 15. Shane, you are going to notice that although you guys seem to be um, landing some pretty devastating hits on these things, um, it seems like it's not doing a lot of damage. It's like your weapons are just going like right through them and maybe like carving off a little bit of flame of them that you know spits out and then goes out okay i communicate to the team that physical attacks aren't don't seem very effective against these guys the very least we can distract them for you comrade all right next up is this fire elemental that turn just uh, stabbed it is going to move toward him and attack reach out and try to grab him. Uh, that's a 14 that's going to miss and a 15 that's going to miss. So it it like takes one arm and swings at Turin and he kind of moves his shoulder out of the way and dodges it and then it tries to swing at his head and he ducks and it misses him. But a little bit of the top of his head gets singed as the uh, some of the flame I guess like spraying water with your hands like flame is dripping everywhere and some of it dripped down into his hair uh juliet you're up all right with that information uh julia is going to take a calculated risk and move away from the fire elemental provoking an attack opportunity uh that's a 19 all right that hits how much uh attack uh it's a 14 so you'll take seven fire damage all right, perfect. And then Juliet is going to brush off the flames and summon up a ray of frost as well at the elemental surrounded, or no, the elemental next to turn. And we have another natural one. All right, roll me a d20. Another four. Leave an opening. One enemy in melee range gets an opportunity attack. But uh, since you're out of melee range uh, currently, it has no effect. Julia ends her turn with a sad, sad face. Uh, I mean, if you're going to crit fail, that's the way to crit fail. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, this uh, fire elemental down here that is being surrounded by Lunadas, Adel, and Talia is going to take a swing at Adel. 
Uh, that's a 19, uh, which will hit because he currently doesn't have his uh, shield of faith up or his shield. Or his faith. Yeah. <laughs> and his second attack's a 13, um, so he is going to take 13 fire damage. All right, next up, Lunadas. Alunadas is going to use his standard action to dodge. He's going to stay there and flank, but he's not going to try punching because that took off a significant chunk of his health. All right, next up is Adel. He doesn't like getting hit by that fire, so he's going to take two swings at the fire elemental. Uh, That's an 18 and a 21. 23 damage. All right, next up is Talia. All right, since those attacks don't work, I am going to try and see if it works poison spray on this elemental next needle. Uh, so that's a 25, which is a crit. Yep. Unfortunately, when you do this poison spray, you spray it and the mist starts hitting the elemental and it just uh, evaporates with no effect. <sighs> that damn spell. Uh, right. But, but you get to roll the crit table. It's like being on a game show. That's <laughs> not what I told it to do. Uh, is that a one? There we go. Uh, no. no that, was, that was me typing rolling one space d20. <laughs> so it said one. That was a nine. Uh, nine. Unleash the birdies. Your attack hits so hard it dazes your opponent until the end of your next turn. Woo-hoo. You did nothing, but you still surprised it. <laughs> the, the fumes made him a little high. Yeah, so he it's kind of reeling back. It, you know, was like surprised, like someone like, you know, spraying water in your face. It has no effect, but like you're stunned for a little bit. Uh, next Mystical up. joy buzzer. <laughs> Alexander, you're up. Yep. Let's use the ice spray yet again on Mental next to Adel and uh, Talia. Crit. Nice. So let's go ahead and do damage. Uh, so that's 14. 17 damage in all, and I'm about to roll a d20 for the crit table. 13 on the crit table. Uh, your attack is so intimidating that one target cannot take an action for one turn. So uh, you fire off this ice blast again, and it hits it right in the face. And after receiving that, uh, that poison spray that kind of surprised it, um, you hit it in the face and it reaches up and grabs for the face and it's uh, trying to melt off this uh, ice that's uh, kind of like clinging to its form. Can he make it so the other elemental is the one that can't take an action? Because that way they're both unacting. No, it only affects the target. Turn. Turin is up. So he is going to take his spear and attack this fire elemental that's standing over here at the edge of the lava. That's a 24 and a 15, both hit. Uh, for 19 damage, or 20 damage halved. Alright, next up is that fire elemental that Turin just hit. Uh, oh, I forgot to do uh, Turin's fire damage. He's going to take 8 points of fire damage as the flames lick up the spear and hit him in the chest. That fire elemental is going to take a swing at Turin. That's an 8 that's going to miss, and a 17, which is going to miss. Uh, next up is Juliet. Let's hope for a non-critical fail. Juliet is once again going to summon up ice and cast Ray of Frost. 
pew, pew. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen, a natural 20. Wow, the crits are falling like rain. And that is going to be 20 total cold damage. Ray. Ray. All right, so what's it look like uh, when you take this uh, elemental out? Well, uh, I guess it would be almost like Julia fires out this ray originally, and the beam strikes the ground, missing completely as she fumbles around with it before aiming it back up a couple seconds later and firing it like a, I don't know, like a laser beam that constantly fires? What do they call those? I don't know, like a cutting beam, right into the fire elemental, splitting it in half and causing it to dissipate in a puff of smoke. Nice. Um, roll the crit table just to see if something pops up. A 16. Uh, target automatically loses concentration, effects concentration, uh, may not use daily or counter abilities, so that has no effect because the target's dead. Yep, that's it for Juliet. All right, uh, next up would be the fire elemental, but it has lost its turn this round from being dazed and uh, by both Talia and uh, Alexander. Uh, so, Lunadas, you're up. Lunadas is going to dodge again. He doesn't like getting burnt to death. All right. Uh, He's brave. So, Adel's going to go, fight, you coward! And uh, he's directing that towards you. Yeah, I'm not really surprised, but also not too concerned about Adel's opinion. Uh, so he says that as he swings down, that's a 10 and a 23. Um, so that'll hit for 10 damage have. That's five. Uh, next up is Talia. Um, so I'm just gonna stare at this thing and I guess throw my dagger at it for funsies. That's a 13. Uh, that's gonna hit. What? <laughs> All right, and I'll sneak attack. 14 total, not like my sneak attack was Gotcha. All right. So you throw your dagger and you see it go through it and then back through it again as it returns to your hand. And it feels a little warm to the touch. Uh, but when it, as you see it go through and then come back out, you can see it like pull um, a whole bunch of uh, flame away from it that dissipates into the air. And you can see that uh, this fire elemental is getting noticeably smaller. Huzzah, I did something, and that'll be my turn. Uh, Alexander, you're up. I've done it once, and I'll do it again. The ice thingy, Ray Frost. Nine to hit, and it misses. Pass. All right, turns up. So after he uh, takes this fire elemental down, he's going to turn and see you all attacking it and run towards it. And he is going to stick it, stick his spear into its back. Uh, that's a 13 that's going to hit for 13 damage. So as he takes his spear, he's going to uh, plunge it through its back. And then you're going to see this uh, flame elemental um, just dissipate into uh, hot air. And this will take you out of combat. Man, things are really heating up around here. Speaking of which... I'm going to need everybody to give me a constitution saving throw. Oh, dear. All right. So let's see. 423. Okay. So everybody but uh, Alunidas and Juliet. Hold on. Let me roll for Adel. I mean, Juliet's a red dragon. She's probably fine down here no matter what. Wow. 
Well done, Edel. Alright, so looks like it Turin, Alunidas, and Juliet. Everybody else is going to take one point of exhaustion as the heat down here is really starting to drain you. Every breath in you take is just hot air and it's just pulling all the moisture out of your body. Exhaustion. At the moment, that gives people disadvantage on ability checks. Yeah, so there are six levels of, uh, of exhaustion. Level one is disadvantage on ability checks. Uh, level two is speed halved. Level three is disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Level four is hit point maximum halved. Five is speed re reduced to zero. And six is death. All right. You got that to look forward to. <laughs> Be careful with those skill checks, guys. Ability checks. Uh, is that the same as a skill check? A skill check is just a bonus applied to an ability check. Gotcha. Um, what are you guys doing now? Can we take a short rest? Um, spend some hit dice and... I don't know. That probably wouldn't affect the exhaustion. That probably takes a long rest. At this point, it's not really about that. It's about the heat. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay, anyway. But a short rest would let us spend hit dice. Yeah, I mean, the inside baseball of this is the longer you're down here and the more you exert yourself, the more often you're going to have to start making these checks. Yeah. Can we get drenched down with that uh, endless bucket of water or whatever? Uh, that might not be a bad idea. That's a great idea. Juliet opens the flask to provide not a jet of water, but a steady stream for everyone to dunk themselves in or fill up their water skins as they please. Alright, so that's not going to, at this point, since this is a low-level exhaustion, that's not going to help a lot because it's still really hot down here and you've been exerting yourselves. But you do feel better. Huzzah! Um, so are you taking a short rest? I think we should just go and keep on going. What's what's the consensus here, guys? I'm all for going forward, but if people are low on HP, uh, Adel might be able to heal us up. I don't know if he still has healing left. Probably not. Yeah, I think he used that already. Uh, actually, he got all that back after the long rest. Oh, okay. So yeah, because short resting here is not a good idea. We just want to heal up and keep going. I think. Unless you yeah. spent all your key points. Uh, no, I didn't spend any key points yet. Ah, good. Okay. Uh, Adel. Tut tut. Heal us up. I guess. Who needs it? Uh, you, me, Juliet look, uh, a little rough around the edges. Let me see how many, uh, spells he he's got. However, unless he has cure light wounds or something. Doesn't seem like a thing he would have. Well, unfortunately, like most of his spell stuff is like fire, which is not going to help him at all down here. <laughs> uh, he's got cure wounds, and it looks like he's got looks like he's got uh, three of them. He's going to give eight points to Lunardos as he casts this spell. And actually, Julia is going to use spend hit dice, so don't worry about healing her. Oh, okay. So he's going to give uh, six hit points back to himself, which I was going to say it's funny because uh, he was going to give two hit points to you. That <laughs> <laughs> bastard. Hey, it's the roll of the die. Uh, but Adel is going to spend uh, 
He's going to spend uh, hit die on himself. All right, is uh, everybody ready to continue on? Yep. yep. Uh, so are we going to the north? The only passageway I can see. All right, so as you continue out of this large room to the north, you're going to see a passageway uh, that extends for probably about uh, 40 feet. And then it's going to take a sharp hook to the right. I think I see another one of those elemental shimmers, guys. Oh, no, that's just a pool of lava. All right, so as you move into this room, so you've gone north and you've hooked back around to the right, and about uh, 50 feet to the southeast of that, you're going to see that same shimmering that you saw before, and then a large uh, fiery uh, lava seepage coming up through the floor, and this one looks like super hot, and you can feel the heat coming off of it, and it's almost glowing white. Okay. Probably not there. And as you enter uh, this room, you are going to see this huge, huge fire elemental come up out of this uh, lava and just scream at you, and it's going to start moving toward you. Oh, no. The fire raptor. <laughs> Whoa, that is a huge... No. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Yeah, so the ceiling of this place in here is probably about 30 feet tall, and uh, this thing uh, almost reaches the top of it, and it's about 15 feet wide, and uh, you can feel the heat coming off of it. Can we interest you in these fine leather jackets? And he says, no solicitation. <laughs> All right. Um, going to need everybody to roll initiative. Well done, Hannah. Thank you. Just hope I didn't waste a good roll. Quick, let's back up into the other room so we can, like, surround it. Actually, I don't know. Back up into the other room. Juliet, what do we do? You're in charge, right? Uh, we fight. Here? Good to know. All right, Talia, you're up. Uh, I am going to first. Yep, totally reach there. Um, I'm gonna throw my dagger at its face for a ten. Uh, that's gonna miss. And then I am going to initiate the backing up into the other room. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that should be the right distance. Uh, next up is this huge fire elemental. So it is going to just float across this floor towards Turin, and it is going to take both of its uh, arms and slam down on him. Uh, that's a 21 and a 22 for 22 damage. And uh, so it slams down onto him, and you just see like the top part of Turin um, just like catch on fire, and he starts screaming. So Turin's up next. He's going to try to shake, a, shake it off of him. And then uh, he's going to take his spear and stab at it twice. Uh, it's a 12 and a 25. One will hit. Um, next up's the Lunados. Okay. Uh, oh, I forgot to do fire damage on turn. It's one point of fire damage. <laughs> okay, I can't tell. Can I hit it from here? Uh, let's see... No. I think. No, okay. Um, 
Uh, well, I'm going to follow Talia's lead. I'm going to shout, Turin, Adel, back off. Let's get it in the other room so we can flank this big firefucker. And then he's going to back off. All right, Alexander, you're up. I will use my frost. Free your frost. 23 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. Roll damage. 13 frost damage. All right, so you, this ray of frost shoots forth from your hands and slams into the chest of this fire elemental, and steam just starts rolling off of it, and you hear it hiss. Uh, next After up, that, uh, go ahead. I have a move action. Yep. I don't want to be doing this thing. Move right there. Pass. All right, Juliet, you're up. All right, Juliet follows suit and fires a ray of frost at the fire elemental. Pow! Pew pew. We tend to hit as the crack of cold just dissipates. Um, as large as this thing is, you still like manage to shoot between its legs and miss it. Feel shame. Tactical withdrawal. <laughs> Tactical. <laughs> That's it for Juliet. So Adel's going to turn around and see everybody is left. He's like, well, fuck this. And he is going to run back down the hallway after you guys, leaving Turin and uh, the fire elemental in here. All right, next up's Talia. Um, I am going to continue around the corner here. Discretion, valor, etc. And lay in, am- oh, lay in wait to ambush this thing, hopefully. All right, is that your turn? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, next up is the fire elemental um, that is going to uh, attack Turin. Uh, yes. 13, that's going to miss. And 11, that'll miss. So it's going to take two swings at uh, Turin and miss it. But uh, on the last swing, it's going to move past him. That Turin is going to get an attack opportunity. Uh, that's a 27 and a crit. Nice. 10 damage. And he's going to roll the crit table. Two, compromise defense. Target takes a negative one penalty to AC until the end of the attacker's next turn due to defenses being damaged from their expert attack. So, Turret's the only one who's going to get advantage on that one. Or get to take advantage of that one. Uh, No, everybody gets... uh, Everybody... Next turn is immediately after this. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) So, you're going to hear Turret say, I'm not done with you yet. Smoky, and uh, he's going to run up behind it and stab it as he's just chasing this thing down the hall. Uh, that's a 14 and a crit. So the first one is going to do 14 damage halves, and the second one is a crit that's 12 halved, and he's going to roll the crit table. That's an 18. That should be something good. Uh, attacker gets plus 5 to attack on the same creature next turn. Yay. If he gets a next turn. Next up is Linados. Okay, now let's flank this fucker. Wait, I can't. Um, I like how our mages are the ones on the front lines on this one. I guess I'll just sort of stand here. Can I prepare an attack for if it tries to walk past me? Uh, yeah. Okay, then that's what I'm going to do. And that'll be the end of my turn. And he's going to shout, guys, disengage, back up. Uh, next up's Alexander. It's my time to shine. 
So if I'm in this position, I technically have a advantage, right? Uh, depends on what you want to do. If you do a ranged attack, uh, that's disadvantage, but it would equal out because you're flanking. Okay. Um, because I can't really move or else I get an attack of opportunity to him. Unless you disengage, in which case you don't get to attack. Yeah. Uh. That's why I shouted to disengage and back off. <laughs> I am going to try and slash him with my longsword. Ten to hit. You have advantage. Nine to hit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you are going to reach for the longsword, and you're going to be surprised when you you reach for it and you pull it out and you see that it's that dagger. Dun, dun, dun. L-O. Fucking L. And you hear it in the back of your head say, Gravel. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Juliet is going to take out her glaive once again. Uh, no, actually, she's going to switch over to the halberd. Uh, before you do that, Alexander, was that the end of your turn? Uh, yeah, I don't think I can disengage or anything since I only have my move action. Okay. You also have bonus actions, and you can give inspiration. I can't give inspiration. I'm gonna look over to Juliet and say, "You got this," and make like a thumbs up gesture to in the, to give inspiration. Excellent. Well, now my natural one will really be spectacular. Hell yeah! All right, Juliet, you're up. I just put that little icon on there to remind you that you've got inspiration. Excellent. Thank you very much. So Juliet's gonna take uh, the adamantine glaive again and strike out with it, this time with renewed vigor and the promise of a good story from Alexander. I don't I don't know how the bardic inspiration thing works for you. Uh, whenever you make a like a check or like an attack roll or something, you can roll, um, I think it's a, a 1d6 and then add that result to it. Or, yeah. So like say you roll a skill check and you're like you know that you're too off but he hasn't given the thumbs up or thumbs down yet. You'd be like, wait, I want to use my Bardic Inspiration to add a d6 to the roll. So that's 18 to hit. Okay, 18 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. And then we'll deal 8 slashing damage. 4. Alright, and that's what you use your Inspiration for? Uh, yes, and that will end Juliet's turn. Alright, next up is Adel. Uh, he is going to, as he's running down this hall, he can feel the heat on the back of his neck as this thing is uh, chasing them down. So he's gonna spin and take two attacks with the uh, Bone Breaker. Um, so first attack is 17 and at 27, those both hit, but he's got advantage. I'm gonna roll one more to see if uh, he can get another crit out of it. Nope. So the first attack is a 17 for 14 damage. Have, that'll be seven. Uh, next attack is the crit. That'll be 19 damage. And crit table. That's a 10. That is target takes 1d8 extra damage. Yay. It's a 4 half to 2. And he is going to take 3 points of fire damage as he slams his sword into this huge fire elemental. And uh, flames uh, set his cloak on fire. 
Uh, next up is Talia. Alright, so I'm going to move up next to Alunidas. Say, guys, I thought we were getting out of the hallway, and then throw my dagger. Yeah, apparently they decided not to go with that plan. Um, I don't know if I... I, I guess I have advantage. So, 23 to hit. Or a 17. Not uh, sure which one I have. Yep, so that'll be 6 damage. Uh, I'll do my sneak attack for an extra 8, so... Alright. Is that it? I mean, that's it. That's my, the end of my turn. Okay. Uh, Lunardosh, you're up. Alright. Um, is there any way I could, uh, like, use an acrobatics check to try and squeeze under this guy, like, through his legs to get on the other side next to, uh, turret? Uh, sure, you could try. Alright. That, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try and contribute to this fight in some way. Did you skip the elemental in Turin? Oh, I did. No, I think he skipped you. No, I did, because they go after her. I don't know how that happens. All right, Fire Elemental is up. I'd like to hold on to that acrobatics for all the time. (laughs) Okay. You can do it on your turn. Um, So the Fire Elemental is going to slam down both of his fists at uh, Alexander and Juliet. So the first fist is going to slam down on Juliet. That's a 15. That will actually miss. And the next one is going to be on Alexander. That's a 12. Miss. All right. So it slams down uh, both its fists, and you're both, like, take a step back as, like, the the fists fall down in front of you. And uh, now it's kind of, like, squatting in this hallway because the ceiling here is not as tall. So it's kind of like uh, scrunched down, trying to get through here. High five, Alexander, for that dodge. Uh, next up is Turin. He is going to stab it twice with his spear for an 18 and a 15. Those both hit for 17 damage. And he's going to take, for his trouble, six points of fire damage. All right, next up now is a Lunardox. <laughs> All right, so Lunadas wants to do an acrobatics thing. He's going to do a, a front flip over Alexander's head and then a diving roll between the fire elemental's legs to end up standing next to Turret on the other side. All right, I'm going to say the DC on this is going to be 15. Okay, and I rolled a 24. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> So now I'm standing there, confident, and that was my standard action slash move action. So I think that will do it for Lunadas' turn. Hey, turn. How you doing? Huh. Um, fighting fire elemental. How, how about you? Well, uh, you know, it could be worse. Could be stinks in here. Did you uh, catch that new episode of Handmaiden still? Nah, nah. I, I don't need more depressing <laughs> shit in my life. Oh, it's pretty great. I mean, it kind of shows what happens when Paylor takes over. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I guess back to it. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, well, catch up later. Alexander, you're up. Yep. I am going to disengage and uh, run behind Talia. <laughs> oh, you don't want to do that. Behind me? Uh, vaguely behind you. You are tougher than he is. And probably stronger, too. (laughs) That's just sad. (laughs) Alright, so is that it for your turn, Alexander? Yeah. Alright, Juliet, you're up. 
Alright, Juliet's gonna take another swing at this thing. In the ring. 23 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. That will hit for 6 points of slashing damage, and that will end Juliet's turn. Alright, so you swing your glaive down and into this thing's leg, and uh, it wicks off a little bit of liquid fire off of it and throws it against the wall. Uh, Idle's up next. He is going to take uh, Bone Breaker and cut it at twice. Uh, that's a 20 and a 10, uh, but he gets advantage on both. <laughs> All right. So, um, first attack still hits, and the second attack is a crit. So, so first off, it is going to take nine points of damage, and then for the crit, it's going to take... 12, 15, so that'll be a total of 23 points of damage, plus the 9, alright, and then for the crit table, that's a 14, that's going to leave a mark, uh, the damage you do can't be healed for the duration of the encounter effect as the damage is removed from the target's maximum HP total, alright, um, and then for Adel's trouble, he is going to take 5 points of fire damage. All right, next up is Talia. All right. Um, I am going to throw... I'm going to throw my dagger. Uh, for 26 with a crit, I think? Yep, that's a crit. Huzzah! Uh, sneak attack. So that's 18 points of damage. And roll the crit table. Yep, I was typing it in. Ooh, a 20. Hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> Roll me one more 20. Uh, 20. Oh my god. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Alright, so that's death blow. Attacker rolls a d20 one more time. If they roll 20 again, the target is instantly killed. So, what's it look like <laughs> when you kill this thing? So, my dagger is... I'm gonna throw it. And it's just going to... I, I, I've aimed for it for its neck. And uh, it's going to flip through the air a couple of times. And one of those flips is just going to slice its head off. And... Uh, well, halfway through the neck. And then as my dagger comes sailing back to me, it's going to finish off the blow. So uh, the dagger comes back through it. And it goes through its head. And then you just see this thing just evaporate into smoke. That was badass. I never thought I'd see one of those land. I'm so happy. Uh, plus, uh, it had 85 hit points left. Holy f- Jesus, fuck. Yeah, so- you that dagger hella fucking hard. Right in the fucking eye. And then out its butthole. <laughs> that was awesome. Alright, so that'll take you out of combat. You just finished defeating this huge fire elemental. Uh, what do you want to do now? Uh, Talia wants to gloat. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I mean, that was kind of awesome. And, you know, why send Ben to do a girl's work? <laughs> Damn. Give him hell, girl. I mean, we have a 30-foot-tall abomination and an 11-year-old girl just killed the shit out of it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, that 30 was feet away. 
I mean, can you imagine? I mean, that had 80 hit points left on it. Can you imagine if you were fighting like an ancient red dragon or something and somebody <laughs> pulled that out? Like on the first turn? Whoops. Uh, All right, so what do you guys want to do now? Um, let's see. Maybe Juliet could look in the uh, next room, see if there's anything we need from the uh, hot fire chamber there. If not, I guess we'll go back to the blocked off, semi-blocked off back of the passage. Alrighty, Juliet's gonna go up towards this gigantic pile of, I don't even know what you'd call it, slag? Magma? Magma, because it hasn't come to the surface yet. Earth's blood. Um, yeah, so in this chamber, um, is that as close as you're gonna get to it? Uh, yes. Okay, so, uh, you don't really s give me an investigation check. A natural one. <laughs> Um, yeah, all you see is this uh, um, lava coming out of the ground and uh, heat, the heat mirage coming off of it. And then yep, you see that same there. like uh, shimmering uh, mirage that you've passed through in previous hallways. I would like to investigate. Hiding behind Julia. Um, so, 17, um, you're seeing much the same from where you are right now. Alright, let's go back to the uh, the barricade. Use the decanter to pour ourselves a slightly cooler path across it. Okay, so you backtrack to that junction and you continue north and then you're going to see an area that's about uh, 15 feet wide of this uh, cooling magma um, on that stretches from one side of the hallway to the other. And then twin, 10 feet behind that is the barricade of the, the barrels and crates and carts and such. Well then, I guess I'll take a hop across and have a look, unless anybody has any objections. Well, I don't know about... Well, yeah, let's just go. <laughs> Alright, so what's your movement? Uh, 30 feet. Okay, so this is going to be considered difficult terrain. Okay. And, um, let's see... So, 30 feet. If you double it, you can make it across in one. Yeah, I can make it across in one if I double. Okay. Are uh, you going to do that? Yep. It's like fire walking. Except, well, it is bare feet. Fuck. Um, you're a red dragon. Bump yeah, red it dragon. doesn't really work unless you're barefoot. Take off your shoes. I'm not wearing shoes. My, my feet do not fit in shoes. Um, so, you're going to cross and... Um, you are going to take nine points of fire damage halved. All right, beautiful. Okay, so you get to the other side, and you are going to see these crates and barrels and carts uh, stacked up from um, side to side and floor to ceiling. Uh, Alexander, can you bring the light a little closer? And uh, Jay is going to thoroughly search all of these uh, things, breaking them open if she has to. Okay, um, so um, you start hacking through this and moving stuff out of the way, and it splinters pretty easily um, because of the age of this stuff you think is probably a thousand years old. So you, it doesn't take a lot of effort to start getting through this stuff. Um, we'll say uh, after about maybe five or ten minutes of like hacking through this stuff, um, you're going to make enough space um, to see a little bit down this hallway behind it. Hey, I think there's an opening up ahead. 
You guys should walk across. It's really not that hot. <laughs> Beyond these, these crates, you're going to see the hallway extend probably about another 20 feet behind it. And then you're going to see that same shimmering before. But this time, it looks like there's more shimmer than there is what you can see inside it or behind it. So the area is fairly obscured with uh, what you saw as that uh, the landscape that was superimposed over the rooms that you were in. Hey, Kevin. Yes. I would like to do a perception check on my right hand. On your right hand? What am I holding right now? Um, <laughs> you don't need a perception <laughs> check for that. Um, but uh, you're currently holding the dagger. Hmm. And uh, you don't remember pulling it out. You remember like reaching for the longsword and the dagger was there. And then you put the dagger away and then you look back down and the dagger's there again. Okay. Just, just want to make sure, you know. Um, okay. Let's just keep on doing what we're doing and I'll, I'll bring it up in a moment. Alright, so what are you guys doing, Juliet? You've moved some of these barrels out of the way. Everybody else appears to be hanging out back here behind uh, the lava. Can Alunidas run wall run to get past the lava without taking fire damage? Uh, what's your wall run say? You is that I an ability? No, no. I know that he can fall without taking damage. That's he doesn't have any sort of class ability to wall run. I was just hoping that the acrobatics check. So you were trying to like Jackie Chan parkour this thing? Yep. No, not so much. I have an okay. idea. Oh? Uh, me and Juliet, me and Juliet could use Ray of Frost to just cool off the sections of it so that we can walk across. Is that like a thing we can do? Uh, you could try to cool this down. Juliet, do it with me. Don't cross the streams. <laughs> I would like to use Ray of Frost on the uh, the line of magma stuff in front of me. Okay. Uh, you cast Ray of Frost, and it hits the, the ground, and you see steam come off of it, and there's probably about a six-inch radius patch that hits it and freezes for a moment before evaporating. Okay, so it just goes back to regular? Yeah. You don't think this uh, spell has enough power to, to cool this down for any amount of time or... Um, like radius. What about the water? Because that can be constant. Yeah, see, well, probably just splashes so they can cool off the ground for a second. We can sprint across. Yeah, turn a geyser on this thing. Let's see what happens. Yulia? Alright, so get over here. Okay. Um, so you're just jumping, uh, running across the uh, lava, Olenidas? I mean, if the uh, Ray of Frost thing didn't work out, if the geyser thing oh, didn't work out... Oh, I have a way better idea. Okay, so here we go. Uh, you guys aren't very heat-resistant, but I am. Hmm. So, if I walk across it and carry you guys across... That seems slow and inefficient. I'm just going to book it. Okay. <laughs> I think somebody had mentioned the idea of the, using the uh, decanter. Yeah. Juliet's going to open up the decanter and spray the water in a giant geyser around on the ground to try and cool things down. All right. So um, 
you open up this thing and it just gushes a water hose onto this and uh, you're spraying it for about 30 seconds and it doesn't look like it's having a, an effect and then you're like well I'll just give it a couple seconds more and then you start seeing it cool down and then um, you're going to move the geyser um, from in front of you um, back towards them and you can see where stone is starting to form uh, underneath the ground here. There doesn't look like there's magma uh, popping up through it anymore. They better not be magma. <laughs> Make Suel great again. <laughs> Monosodium glutamate. All right, so um, Talia, are you going to try to walk across it? I mean, if it looks cool enough, yeah. Okay, give me a dexterity check or acrobatics. Don't forget about your disadvantages from exhaustion, guys. Yep. 13. Okay, so um, as you start walking across this, um, you're going to notice that um, where he's cooled it down, um, it's starting to crack underneath, and you can kind of feel like the soft magma underneath it, but you hurry up and get across it, and you can see some cracks are forming and some lava popping back up, but you're able to get across it with... Uh, out going through it. Uh, awesome. I'm, I'm gonna give everybody a heads up. Hey, guys, uh, just so you know, it's a really thin layer, so try to go quick. And Alinda Doss, that's a 17. You're able to uh, make it across here. Yay. I'm assuming Juliet's still spraying this uh, down as uh, you guys walk across it. Yep. All right. Adel, in his uh, full plate armor, is going to take uh, his foot and step out onto this thing, and it gives way because of his weight. Uh, let's see if he does it. Fat drunk. Uh, that's an 11. So he is going to get about halfway out here, and his foot is going to sink down into this, and then you hear him scream out in pain as he takes 13 points of fire damage. Oh, God. Poor guy. But uh, he's going to stumble out and make it to the other side. Uh, next up is Turin. After seeing Adel fall through, he's going to back up and he's going to take a run at this thing and just basically launch himself uh, off the edge of this to the other side. Uh, Collides with Adel. They both fall in. That's a, that's a seven. Um, so he's, he, <laughs> oh, no. he's going to run and jump and he's going to plant both of his feet right here at the uh, the edge of this and just sink up to his knees in this uh, lava. And then you hear him scream as he's trying to pull himself out of this uh, lava. Uh, Alunados grabs him by the hand and pulls him out. Well, starts to pull him out. All right, give me an athletics check or a strength check. They're probably the same for you. They absolutely are. That's a, <laughs> that's a four or a 20. <laughs> uh, you've got disadvantage right now, so... Um, uh, I don't. Well, I mean, it wouldn't matter. Four was my first roll. But. Yeah. Um, so you start... Uh, you grab a hold of his arms and you start trying to pull him out of here. Uh, but it's no use. He's just too heavy for you. Anyone want to help? I mean, I, I can try. A strength check? Uh, yes. But you've got a you've got a negative two to that. Negative. Nope, one. just a negative one. But I still have three, <laughs> so I'm a little girl trying to do not, nothing. A so, little girl and a little elf. <laughs> so the scene here is is 
Turin is buried into this uh, lava up to his knees, and you kind of see him sinking down into it as he's being sucked slowly down. And uh, this elf and 11-year-old girl have both of his uh, arms, and they're trying to pull him up out of this. Are you going to help at all, Juliet? I yell over. Oh, I don't know. I'm busy spraying this stuff down. Rock is more dense than flesh. He wouldn't sink. He would start to float out. But... Uh, but there's a current. There's like a suction happening here. Uh, I'm gonna sort of like when you get stuck in mud. Make up whatever you need to. I know I'm right. <laughs> Any roll on athletics check? Uh, yeah, you can if you want to try to uh, help get him out. Yeah, I need to run across the stuff first. Acrobatics, I think. No, it'd be strength or... Oh, yeah, you would have to do an acrobatics to get across. Do I pass? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, just barely. <laughs> Sweet. Um, okay, so that, he is a sh- what were we saying? Uh, so you you'll make it across this and over to the other side. I'll. I would like to use a strength check to uh, try and get him out. And he's screaming, "Help me! Help me! Give me out!" I fail my strength check. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna yell, uh, "Adel, you brute! Help! Help us!" He says, "Fine." So he's going to push Alexander out of the way and come down here and grab a hold of uh, Turin's torso and pull up. Uh, okay, <laughs> so that's a, that's a 19. Um, so he's going to uh, push Alexander out of the way and, and grab Turin by the torso and pull him up out of this and lay him down on the ground. And uh, Turin's screaming. And uh, you look down at his legs, and he's it's just like second degree burn uh, all the way up to his thighs Juliet the decanter no this is like starship troopers Rico you know what to do pee on him <laughs> put him out nah man shoot him in the head leave him behind um yeah Juliet will spray him down then I mean, um, the geyser. Will... yeah the geyser that's gonna hurt a lot by the way mm. um, maybe you should switch the flow is that something you can do I could, but it's still gonna be like the huge temperature difference. Well, he's cooking right now. Further than that. So he rolled a 16 con save, so he's not gonna take the bludgeoning damage or be knocked prone because he's already <laughs> prone. <laughs> but can you imagine like being on fire and then someone just point blank takes a water hose and just starts hitting you with it? <laughs> Like a, like a fire hose. Like, oh god. So you start hitting him with this and you can see some of the, the burned flesh and blisters start peeling away. And he screams even more. Uh, I am going to use a uh, healing word with a level 2 spell slot. Okay. Uh, so with that, he is going to gain 2d4 plus my spell casting modifier which is a seven uh, no. modifier is charisma so a plus three I want to say four so 2d4 plus four okay you roll that ten all I'm right so so you start casting this spell and uh, you start seeing um, the flesh turn from this red back to uh, his natural tan color and the blisters go away and uh, he stopped screaming and he's huffing. He's like, ah, ah, thank you. Thank you. 
and uh, he's going to get up on his knees and start crawling away um, from this uh, lava. And he's going to say, I, j- I just need a second. One second later. <laughs> <laughs> short rest. Let him spend his hit dice. Uh, you guys want to take a short rest right here? I don't know. I guess I'm just going to keep spraying everyone down with water then. <laughs> Maybe turn it off a geyser. But yeah. Oh, right. Or a gentle shower. All right, so uh, you take this decanter and, you know, turn it down to, the like, the next setting, and it's spraying water up into the air, and it's bouncing off the, the ceiling and making kind of like a rain shower, uh, which is cooling you down, but it's getting, like, real humid in here. The air is getting thick from the steam, um, so you're not going to take a point of exhaustion, which is good. Yay. It's uh, a sauna. Um, so everybody can spin hit die if you need it. I don't really need to. I'm fine. No, I didn't take any damage in that last fight because Talia killed that thing too quick. I also didn't take damage because I killed it from range. <laughs> Juliet's going to use her second win ability since why not? We can get, get it back on a short rest anyway. All right. Um, so you guys get rested up and spend some hit die. Um, I'm not using any. You're not using any. Probably isn't the best time to have a conversation about the dagger, unless you want yeah, to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe you can record privately on another day, but. Um, well, I mean, that probably is going to be a discussion between you and the rest of the group about what's going on. <laughs> All right. So, uh, are you clearing the barrels out of the way and the um, stuff that was barricading this entrance and moving up, Juliet? Yeah. Um, so you move up to the north and you are going to, it looks like you're coming upon the entrance of this larger room that's open, but that shimmering, um, that you encountered and the other places down in here, um, seems like it is stronger here and you see more of, uh, the, how to explain this? So it, it seems like there's something superimposed over this room in here, but it kind of looks like another room. So it's not a landscape. Uh, it's not. But everything in here looks, it's like odd. It's like architecture or, that you haven't seen before. And there's a, a couple of like, uh, like chairs and a table that look different than any styles that you've seen before. But at the same time, they don't look real. So, uh, are you moving in? Juliet certainly is. And Lunadas is right behind her. Okay, so as you pass into uh, the shimmering, um, the heat here is greater than any place that you passed through before. And once you enter inside, it feels like uh, you're no longer in the tomb instead of having like that landscape that was like superimposed before over this tomb, it now feels like you're in a different place and like the tomb is like that, that shadowy superimposition behind it. Well, that's weird. And I think that's probably a pretty good place to stop for the night. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling size favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. 
Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. Want to throw hatchets? We got hatchets, and you can throw them at the hatchet throw. Bring your own hatchet or use some of ours. We don't care. We got big hatchets and small hatchets. We even have very small axes. Want to throw daggers? We don't have daggers. We have hatchets, and you can throw them inside our building. You can throw them at stumps with red circles painted on them. We also got stumps shaped like half-orcs because they are attacking us, but they don't have red circles on them. So come to the hatchet throw in downtown Asheville. We also have L, wine, and mead. People say hatchet throwing and L is not a good combination, but what do they know? We also have hatchets to throw, but no daggers. Hatchet throw. Sorry, I had to go tell Kate to quit laughing because she was popping up on the mic from like two rooms down. (laughs) (laughs) Stop laughing. Your joy is a distraction, woman. (laughs) I mean, can you imagine? I mean, that had 80 hit points left on it. Can you imagine if you were fighting like an ancient red dragon or something and somebody pulled that out? Like on the first turn? Whoops. Uh. That actually happened to uh, in this one campaign I was playing one time. Um, there was an ancient red dragon that appeared over uh, Waterdeep. And we had this fighter that had this uh, artifact armor that let him fly. And he had a vorpal blade. And he just flew up and chopped the head off this fucking thing in the first round. <laughs> DM was so pissed. Was it meant to be a thing that they couldn't get past? Uh, it was, well, I mean, at the time we were playing like level 15 characters. So, you know, this was, you know, going to be a challenge, but it was going to be an encounter. And then uh, a mini boss fight. Yeah. And uh, yeah, <laughs> a whole encounter was busted. Bad breakup. What? No, Jesus Christ. I'm not, I'm not attractive enough to get somebody. Come on. Don't kid yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Not supposed to agree. You're supposed to give me, you know, you throw me a bone. Oh, here, oh, right. Uh, support. Yes, you are a very attractive cat owner. You have cats, or a cat. <laughs> Blake, you're a very handsome man, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll go. We'll go with that one. <laughs> You're like a tall version of Morgan from that show with the nerds. Stand by. Old leader standing by. Red leader standing by? No, that's Juliet. You're great. Red October standing by. The music you heard on this episode was Fire Prelude by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0.